Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, we're officially in kitten season. That might sound cute, but it's actually a bad thing. Lots of feral cats are giving birth at the same time, and it creates a bunch of problems. So we're bringing back our conversation from last season with Aaron Hartman and Kelly Kraus. They're from the local rescue Conquer the Colony, and they've got tips on how you can help to keep our cat population under control. It's Tuesday, May 9th. I'm Francesca DeBecco, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. So I'm here today with Aaron and Kelly from Conquer the Colony. Thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Aaron. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Welcome, Kelly. Hi. Thank you for having us. You've been doing TNR or trap, neuter, and return work in the North Hills area of Pittsburgh since 2019. And for those who aren't familiar, can you explain how it works? Uh, Trap, neuter, return is just a great way to curb the feral cat population. And there's just an immense need for it here and everywhere, I'm sure, um, all throughout the Pittsburgh area and all around the country. Um, What it entails is setting up traps, just basically a humane trap to bait and trap feral cats. And then what you do is that you take them to a clinic. We generally use local low-cost clinics for this purpose get them fixed, vaccinated, medicated if needed, or if they have any injuries, get those treated as well. Um, Then we bring them back home that evening after their surgeries, rehab them overnight, sometimes longer, especially the cat is like pregnant or was injured or just needs a little extra time before they're released. Once they're ready to go, they get released back to where they came from. Uh, I hear the I hear the cat toy behind you there, Erin. Oh my gosh, you're sweetie. Who is this? (laughs) This is Morningstar. Morning Star, what so, a cutie. She is holding up a precious little kitten right now. Looks like a calico. Yes. She's oh about my goodness. Six or seven weeks old. Oh my gosh, what a precious <laughs> baby. So is she is she yours? Are you are you fostering? She is a foster along with her sister and we have their mother as well. Um the mother was a prime example of why TNR is important actually because the mom is only two years old, and right now we have these two kittens, like I said, that are about six or seven weeks old, but we also have her seven-month-old older kitten. Oh, my goodness. So what can happen here is that, you know, once a cat is pregnant, they can get pregnant while they're still lactating, and then in turn, the kittens can also start to get pregnant and start mating as early as four months. So that's just an example wow. of how the population completely explodes and Mom is not feral, so she is now fixed, but um, she's not going to be returned. She's going to find a home. So, And this also tells us that 
she was probably once a house cat that somebody had for a little bit and just left on the streets, which is super, super common, unfortunately. And she's just now had multiple litters of kittens. So I'm happy to report that these are her last kittens so she can go enjoy her life. (laughs) Are there cases where you will rehome them? Like if they're a friendly cat? Ideally, we will never return a friendly. We will okay. we will find placement for that friendly cat, whether it be with us or another rescue. There is a Facebook page uh, that a lot of local rescues use to ask each other for help when when one is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. There is no shortage of cats. People say, "Oh, well, if you fix them all, which come on, never going to happen." Right. Where what will we we won't have cats? Well, one, it's never going to happen because people are irresponsible. Two, friendly cats are abandoned constantly. People mm-hmm. get cats, think this is a great idea, and then the cat goes into heat and she's too noisy. They throw her outside, she gets pregnant, then they say, I don't want six kittens, and then that that immediately a colony is born. You know, you mentioned uh, when we were talking earlier how kitten season has gotten increasingly worse over the years. Can you talk about that, like what you've seen since you started? Erin, you can go first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily worse. I feel like it's always bad. And I always try to dispel the idea of kitten season because kittens can be born any time of the year. So they're not like a wild animal where they have like a mating season. You just see more this time of year. So we find that there's a lot of lack of education around cats. Like some people think, you know, they don't need to fix their cat until they're a year old while they're all going to make babies. And so you have kittens born out of that reason. Some people have even asked us, oh, they're brother and sister. They won't mate. Yes, they will. So that, that's just how, you know, we just try to like dispel any sort of rumor because I think that works against the kind of work that we are doing. Um, but otherwise, I would say there has been actually a ripple effect from the pandemic, because when we started three years ago, we had a lot of walk-in clinics that we could just take, I think, up to like three to five ferals a day. So we didn't have to like have the appointments first and then go trapping. So if we came across a cat, which truly happens more than you would think, we could get them into the clinic the next day. So now I think pretty much all of our walk-in you know, without appointment clinics no longer exist. So during COVID, a lot of that just shut down um, and they've suffered kind of like staffing shortages. And to this day, they still haven't returned to that. So that's kind of making it worse. Mm -hmm. And people will reach out, hey, I found a cat or I found kittens um, asking for help. I need help trapping. I need TNR help. All TNR costs either the rescuer or the person that finds the cat. And and probably 99% of the time, nobody can afford to fix these cats. The city of Pittsburgh offers a great program where you can sign up for free, five per household, every year, um, spay and neuter clinic uh, appointments at either Humane Animal Rescue or at Animal Friends. I was just going to ask, if you weren't using these low-cost options, what would the dollar amount be? It seems like on average, it can be anywhere from $250 for a neuter to $400 for a spay, depending on who you use. We have not used any traditional vets for fosters. Um, And even my own personal cats, before I got involved in rescue, I had them done at um, a spay-neuter clinic in Allison Park. It's a low-cost option. And they do really great work. 
The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So I saw on your website that you train people how to do TNR in their community too. How can folks get involved? Like who's the perfect candidate for this? Anyone. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone who has a heart for cats, right? Yes. Anybody <laughs> that is an animal lover and doesn't want to see suffering. Because unfortunately, as I constantly say, I am the Debbie Downer that will tell you all the horrors Aww. of what happens to cats and kittens living in the streets. Their survival rate of kittens born outside, I think, is something like 15%. And then we're inundated with requests for help. So imagine if the rest of them actually survived. Yeah. I you mean, can't it would see be my insane. face right now, but it's pretty sad looking. Yes. <laughs> there, sad. No matter what, there is never enough. There won't be enough adopters to adopt all the cats and kittens that need homed. Yeah. So the people that you train – how do they get access to these types of things? Do they have to buy these materials on their own or is there funds for this too? No, no funds. You, Everything we do, we raise <laughs> online, basically. Traps are expensive. We all start off with tractor supply traps. They are the most affordable. They do the job. But as you become immersed in trapping life, you get <laughs> sort of snotty and enjoy um, traps with two doors. What <laughs> makes it easier access for feeding. Yeah, it's ridiculous what get what you become excited about. I just got a crate at Animal Friends for $20 and I, you would have thought oh, I yeah. hit the lottery. Um, <laughs> it's expensive. But yes, everything unfortunately is is raising money and buying traps and tra good traps are about $100 a piece. You know, we, you were talking about feeding them. I've heard people question before, like, how do you know that the cat is going to be okay when you put it back outside? Like, 
will it have enough food? And one of the responses said, if it's fat enough to spay, it's fat enough to stay. Um, so what what do you think about that? Like, it, so if they look healthy enough, you know they have a food source and they're going to be safe? Well, we work with what we call caretakers or colony caretakers. So really a lot of our requests come from people who have just been feeding cats in their yards. So they have a constant source of food generally. Um, Typically, if we run into a situation where we know it's like a bad situation or they're not being fed or there's cats in just like just a dire area, which will happen, we do try to find ways to relocate them to possibly barns. But in general, a lot of the cats already have people feeding them, which also helps us trap because they're already on a feeding schedule. So the cats know to show up, say, at like 4 p.m. because they're being fed at that time. So that's when we show up is at 4 p.m. They're hungry. They're ready to get into a trap. So we generally feel confident that they have a food source because that's typically who is reaching out to us and they may just not have the means or know how, how to help these cats and get them fixed, but know that there's a problem. Good to know. Um, I'm assuming and correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably have rescue cats of your own, right? How do you, how do you have all this room in your heart for, for all the cats? (laughs) I feel like once you see the need, you can't ever look away from it. Um, we do joke amongst ourselves with the rescue community that like rescues kind of like the mafia, like you'll never get out once you already like know the secrets. So, <laughs> and it is very much like that. Like, I think we, maybe a few times a year, we even get to a point where we're, we're absolutely burned out because we do this aside from our real, like our real lives, like our jobs, our families and everything else. I've accumulated maybe three more household cats since I started doing this. <laughs> Just because I'm a cat person and I'm very curious, do you want to share the names of your babies? (laughs) Oh, sure. I have um, Alex, Liana, Wolfie, Glinda, and Matilda. Oh, my. You got a full family, full fur family. How about you, Kelly? I have several of my own. We also joke in the cat community that you it's like asking a woman her age or weight. You don't ask for the numbers. <laughs> so sorry. No, it's I'm, okay. I'm a bad cat you, lady. <laughs> you never ask her. You never ask how many fosters you have. We all joke around and say we have cats. We have fosters. No, I have <laughs> my first cat, Snowflake. She's almost ten, and then um, my Aria and Ghost, and then. Shaw and Gizmo. (laughs) Um, So Aaron, Kelly uh, from Conquer the Colony, thanks so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you very much. So that conversation happened a year ago and we checked back in with Aaron. She says right now Conquer the Colony could use cat food, litter, and new people to foster cats, along with TNR help. And she had one positive update. Frankie's Friends in New Kensington has reintroduced walk-in appointments for feral spay and neuter, so there's at least one new resource around. A little more news before you go. Duquesne is turning to transfer students to boost its numbers. The university will match what transfer students get from the Pennsylvania State Grant Program up to $21,000. The trip reports that Duquesne has seen undergrad enrollment fall since the start of the pandemic, which follows national trends. And today is the last day to request a mail-in ballot for the primary election on May 16th. 
We've said it before, Pennsylvania has no excuse mail voting, so you don't need a reason to request a mail-in ballot. Any registered voter can do it. We'll drop a link in our show notes where you can request yours. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, a coworker, a neighbor. We'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. Hey, I write that. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. Did you hear that background noise? It's a cat toy. I can hear it. Oh, yes. it's a cat yes. toy. <laughs> yes. <laughs>